Welcome to the Stories Are Soul Food podcast, presented by Cannonball Books, the kids' fiction imprint of Cannon Press. Met a ghost of a king on the road when I first fell. Fire burning to my knees, to my knees I fell. Met a ghost of a king on the road. Okay, what are we talking about today, Brian? Welcome to SASP, everybody. It's SASP time. Although yeah. we're doing this on a Thursday, which is weird. That is weird. What are we talking about? Well, I, I wondered. More terminalist? Was everybody just. Yeah, it sparked so a discussion. It sparked a discussion. It's really kind of funny to me. No, I don't I think thought, people disagreed a lot. I thought it was pretty obvious. And then I've I've caught a lot of flack, mostly because when when uh, liberals attack something, conservatives like come out to support it, right? And it's sort of like, wait, yeah. it's our team. Yep. Right. This one's our team. Yeah. And uh, it's just not how we should like things right. in general. I mean, that's propaganda right there. And just because it's propaganda for something you believe doesn't mean you can support it. Propaganda for your team. Is still propaganda. It's still propaganda. <laughs> okay. So, what is it? Well, okay. I actually What's have, the day? What is it? What is it? What, what is it, Brian? What is it? Have you seen I'm uh, in a mood. Jurassic Dominion? No. I'm on my second all-nighter in a row coming off of. Ooh. So, this is going to be apologies in advance okay good i like it i actually i actually have some questions from a young fan of outlaws of time that are kind of specific can okay. i zip into a few of those yeah we can we can see if i my memory is sharp enough my my evening ended by exploding my side mirror against uh the head of a large buck outside of colfax washington Oof! did the buck recover he was knocked out but yeah <laughs> <laughs> he was big he was meaty and i think that i i damaged his uh central cortex enough that that uh he's probably not going to survive hunting season nah i think he lost all his old tricks <laughs> and he's <laughs> gonna be he's gonna get at this fall and probably because of my my fault because i exploded the side mirror of a rental car against his skull well uh we just got back from yellowstone in which we were backed into in a parking lot while on a hike knocked the front bumper off neatly but a ranger helped me duct tape it back on and we made it all the way home so here I am to record. Hurrah. <laughs> Exploding bumpers. I think the last time I was talking about a flight is a bird strike and we turned around, went back to Salt Lake City. Last night, I flew from Seattle to Pullman. We circled Pullman and there was a little thundercloud doing a little jig north of Pullman and the pilot got scared and flew back to Seattle and wouldn't let us, wouldn't attempt it. Beautiful, clean, clear night. Just one little thunder bumpus. On our left side. I was trying to film it and it was so underwhelmingly hilarious. I was finding it like adorable to be able to see an entire thunderstorm at once. This little. It's just cute. And this really, really clear, beautiful night. We were up there looking at this one little thing. And it was really funny. Then he bailed. And so I was annoyed enough that I rented a car in the last seconds of car rentability and drove all night to get home in order to strike a buck at my on my own home turf. <laughs> And I had had a conversation, luckily, in advance with the rental guy about the need, given my current mood, for the kind of insurance coverage that allows me to drive a car into the ocean on purpose and walk away. Mm. And survive. Every now and then, those are the insurance policies you need. Yeah. And that's what I had on this car. So as, this, as I took a lot of damage on the side, <laughs> I was like, ha ha, ha uh, you got the insurance there. Tossed the keys to the agent in Pullman. Yeah. And was like, I exploded the driver's side of that vehicle. It's fine. Yeah. Walk away. 
That's very cool. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about outlaws. See if I remember anything. You know, I'm, I'm, I, these are, these questions are too specific for right now. We'd need to do a whole episode on outlaws, I think. Didn't we? Yeah. And we did already. So we need to get back into it before yeah. it makes sense to ask these. Okay. Um, I have a question from, from, uh, Angela. Angela wants to know, how do you see your child as a character and is it possible to help them on their character journey? And she makes a fun observation. Uh, it seems much simpler when you can write the character and write them overcome overcoming a specific sc scenario than doing it in person. Uh -huh. So how do you help? Uh, how do you help a kid without overstepping in on them or trying to write their own character arc? So she gives the examples of you know a boy who's timid but needs you know needs to become a leader or in real life basically so so how much you've been pushing hey think of yourself as a character but how do you treat yeah. your kids like a character without you know sure trying to control them well first it's actually not that easy to write characters overcoming things <laughs> it isn't because it's it's frequently very unbelievable because you have to imitate the way in which it works in the real world and if you don't capture that it rings false and readers hate it Mm -hmm. uh, at least more intelligent readers hate it and but you, she is correct that you are not in charge in some weird ways with your with your kids you're trying to help them get somewhere uh, and over overcome something so you have to think of yourself start by thinking of yourself as a side character like so it's not you the author how do i write this you're not the author of your kids uh your kid's story you are a side character in their story. And so you have to focus on being the best possible side character you can be, knowing that you're that, that person who appears in the early chapters and, and then is left behind as they go do their thing. So instead of looking at your kid thinking like, man, they really need to overcome. How do I get them? How do I force them? How do I write them into overcoming? Your relationship to them is not the relationship of author to character. Your relationship mm. is character to character. And so you have to approach it that way and be thinking of what can you do to facilitate their growth, knowing that it's going to be long term. You have to perpetually do this as a parent. You're perpetually facilitating growth. Mm -hmm. And so you are, you know, I have had many conversations with my kids where there's a thing they're going to do or not do or whatever, and, and they have a headache or fill in the blank. And my response will be, that's allowed. Like, okay. pain is information. And you can choose to ignore it, or you can choose to be dominated by it. And Meaning you can still do this thing while yeah. having a headache? Like, that's part, yeah, of, that the, kind of, part of the challenge. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's hard. That's tough. Yeah. So, I guess you're going to have a bigger challenge now. But you have to approach all those things in your own life that way. So I was with my daughter in Seattle and, and when we you turn the around, parent, you mean? Yeah. So when I'm in Seattle and we fly back and we land in Seattle and she was also the same daughter who was with me when we had the bird strike in Salt Lake City. So she's apparently my lucky charm for turnaround flights. But uh, <laughs> she's the Jonah of the air. <laughs> and she's just like that pilot just completely wussed out. Like how, how do we, how do we respond? How do I respond? And, and how I respond is going to help her if i am all you know upset in a, in a sinful way if i if i get all um 
flustered and frustrated and discombobulated, then all I'm doing is teaching her how to be a bad character. So how I respond and how I overcome and how I choose to overcome and whether I complain about that overcoming or kind of revel in the, the suffering of it. Like, here we go with another biographical detail is what I told her. It's like, <laughs> like just, yeah. we're going to drive across Washington all night long so she won't miss classes in her first week of college um, at NSA this week because otherwise it was, you know, she was doomed. Because so, flights next Monday or something like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. it was, you know, it was ridiculous. Or we're getting into Spokane and having to, you know, she, she just, she would have been getting back here after a bunch of stuff this morning. Right. Um, so she was in the passenger seat and we just went for it all, all night and did it laughing, did it joking about exhaustion and fatigue, had the best breakfast burrito of my life at 4 a.m. in Othello. Um, Shout out to Othello. <laughs> let me just say, every now and then you eat something that, really really affects you this is one of those moments <laughs> what was They're so good about homemade it? <laughs> it was i was diff that's difficult to say like actually yeah. we, we both sat there trying to deconstruct the situation of how phenomenal these things were but these were homemade breakfast burritos pretty fresh that had been wrapped in tinfoil and are being sold out of a chevron and othello okay awesome so they're you know yeah i mean othello uh, alone is proof that yeah. shakespeare used to be popular <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we're in othello washington we're both starving. We didn't have dinner. We rushed from uh, our what we were doing in, in Seattle to get to the airport. Uh, my TSA pre number was not associated with my boarding pass for some reason, so we got stuck in this horrible security line, and then had an altercation with the TSA agent. And I was sitting there thinking, we really are in the labor crisis. This is the worst TSA experience I've ever had uh, in years. They were understaffed, you know, just incompetent, and it was it was incredibly poor. Um, then I've had some bad ones, and this was this was up there. And then we sprint to the airplane. We were at a dead sprint. We're the last two on the plane as the door closes, and we're like, "We made it!" We fly to <laughs> Pullman, turn around, fly back. <laughs> Little did you know. Yeah. So we've already been through it. We already been like, when when we get there. And so then by the time it's 4 a.m. and we're in Othello, Washington, two hours and two minutes from home, according to my, uh, my, my ETA at that, at that time. And we're both starving and we haven't eaten and we've just been battling to get back. And she's putting together a home playlist. She's just playing home songs. And I walk into this gas station and there's these homemade breakfast burritos. I was like, I'm, I'm in. Whatever, whatever is in here, I'm in. I went with chorizo. She went with sausage. So it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It was truly <laughs> phenomenal. And so my best, yeah. my best theory is the author's the, at a loss for words. The volume, <laughs> the volume of meat, okay, to the size of the dicing of the meat, to the way, and because it was diced really fine, mm -hmm. and it was a lot of it, and the way it was cooked. But yeah, you know, there's there's breakfast burritos that are fine, but they're more like just lumps of things. Like here is a quarter of a potato. Ta-da! <laughs> and this is where I put the cheese. <laughs> this is the you know, we get. I love it. <laughs> you know, there's 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 lumps. This was a perfect breakfast burrito. It was fantastic. It was under-cheesed, but the cheese was perfectly evenly spread everywhere. Good luck with that. Trying to find anything. Like I worked at Taco Time for for two months. I I know how hard this is <laughs> <laughs> to, to evenly distribute things in a burrito. The flavor was fantastic. I couldn't even like 
trying to like take it apart. I was opening it with the light on, trying to find like what was going on in this thing. And she was doing the same thing with hers. And it was, yeah, it was truly phenomenal. So if you're ever in Othello and it's early morning and the burritos are fresh. There you go. There you go. Hit the Chevron and Othello. So a parenting moment there. Yeah. So like how, like all this to tie this in, how do you behave? Yeah. Like, am I, am I trying to behave at her? Like, yeah, there are times when I'm talking at her, I'm interpreting a scene for her. I'm being a mentor mm-hmm. you know, I'm being a dad. I'm being a father figure. But in this, so she was at a track mate. She's, you know, she's running in this, she's running an 800 meter in Seattle. And, you know, it's like, I'm talking to her about that and about strategy and about her moment. And as she's, you know, nervousness or stress, or anything, I'm helping her process that or contextualize the moment that she can then do this. But she also set a goal for herself then I'm supporting her in the pursuit of that goal. So she, you know, she said she wanted to run, you know, a particular time and she wants to keep running until she's hit that time. And I was like, great. Like, let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm for that. I'm for you putting yourself out there and suffering like voluntarily when no coach is making you when no team is making you when no father is making you. And you're just, you set a goal and you're pursuing it. I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll come along and I'll cheer and I'll, and I'll be there and I'll support her. So you're saying she, because stress and anxiety and those things will happen to you when you have your own goals yeah. after the coach time. Yeah. So you're kind of training wheels for her at this point? No, well, I'm just, just the parenting. guy, I'm the guy driving her home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm right. I mean, it's really, she's like, these are really long jammy rides. You right. Know, like this is, I mean, she was, she was laughing about it, but it's, uh, and we've had, we've had a blast. Yeah. So doing these, we've had a couple of them and it's, and this is an example where she has things she's pursuing that I said, great, you know, and, and now I am a subordinate secondary character in that. It's not my goal. Yeah. I'm, you know, my, my goal is to be a good secondary character to her and, and in her life. Um, too many parents sadly make kids about themselves. Uh, well, I'm reminded immediately of uh, they've done two films recently, and this makes sense that our culture would pursue these, but the Winnie the Pooh uh, kind of biopic of of how yeah. much Christopher Robin, you know, A.A. Milne struggled with his son or his son struggled with A.A. Yeah. A. A. Milne as life went on, where he felt uh, mm-hmm. his, life is advent- his, his life became about Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, and then all similarly with uh, Mary Poppins. And I don't, I don't, I only have the Hollywood slightly dramatized version to go off. Yeah, you can bounce into the athletic side and look at King Richard. Oh, yeah. You know. So, yeah, Venus and Serena become world class. Yeah, and you watch watch The Last Dance and look at the role that the loss of a father had in Jordan's life. mm -hmm. You know, it's like in how that, you know, how that played in. It was enormous. Yep. Um, And I mean, you keep watching the top, the top, the MVPs from the NBA talk. So many of them talk about, you know, their, Yep. Just their mom and how she's all they have and how that support their mom. And yep. there's there's positives and negatives to uh-huh. that. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You watch them just talk about how and then you watch it what's what can only be described as a bit of a fragile ego. Um, because I think well, that seems to be Are we talking about Kevin half. Durant now? Just... Well, I went to Jason Tatum, but Kevin <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant's yeah. similar. <laughs> um but it is it's sort of a weird um it's a weird thing for parents. Because they have their own lives and their own goals. And then they try to 
they try to make their kids easy. They try to make their lives easier. And this is one of the big mistakes of the secondary character. When, when the parent is living as the primary character and thinking of themselves as the primary character, rather than as a secondary character in these other narratives, you know, what is, what is your role to be a, an excellent secondary character? Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about yourself and your own goals and all that kind of stuff, you start sacrificing your kids pretty quickly. And you don't have to have really big goals for that to happen. All you, you might just have a goal of having, you know, a sit down dinner every night. That's my goal. I've got this goal. We're sitting down for dinner. Doggone it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what did you just sacrifice? Like, what did you sacrifice and what did your kid sacrifice? You need uh, extracurricular activities. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you just throw on the altar? You took from th- something from them in order to do that. Now, I'll, I'm all for dinner time. Dinner time's big and sitting down around the table is big. But like, what is it really about? What is it aligned towards? Like when, how much does it bend around your son's football practice? How much does it bend you know, for your, for your daughter's, you know, fill in the blank and how rigid is it? Um, do they, it's, it's all variations on, you know, the Sabbath is made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And so you're, everything you're doing, you're trying to, uh, support them. You're trying to have it like help them become the best possible people they can become. You're not trying to make your life easier. You're not trying to make it run more smoothly. I do not relate to any of my kids in with, with that as a priority. Like, how do I make my life run more smoothly? I was a track coach this last year. That did not make my life run more smoothly. Okay. So you're saying household is made for the children. Yeah. Not children for the household. The father as was Im- made for the kids, not the kids for the father. As important as- Mother was made for the kids, not kids for the mother. Okay. And, you know, they're a blessing to the parents, obviously. But what we try to do is we're, we're trying to people farm. We're trying to raise great characters. And that can mean putting in the extra effort. We're not just trying to run an efficient household, you know, smoothly five days a week when, you know, when, we're, when they're in school. We're just trying to have it all be manageable and pragmatic. It's, we frequently make wildly unpragmatic decisions like flying to Seattle for a track meet. Um, you know, real quick there and back. It was just going to be there and back. It was going to be easy because I didn't have more time than that. We weren't doing time away. So it was like, we're flying out at 1 PM. We'll be back. You know, we'll be, we'll be back tonight before bedtime. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just going to bomb over. She's going to run and we're going to fly right back. And then instead it turned into this big, you know, adventure that led us to the best breakfast burritos of all time. <laughs> um, yeah. And our story structure. Yeah. That was right at the midpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is that yeah. Dark Night it of the Soul? It was actually. That was. <laughs> okay. It was. It was the midpoint. Dark Night of the Soul was a little later when I was just struggling. And normally I can, I can just power and stay awake, but I was struggling because I'd been up all night the night before too. And uh, just thinking like, oh gosh, like, you know, I've guzzled as much caffeine as I have. Do I just need to stop? Like, do I have to stop 45 minutes from home? Right. Like, and, and yeah, it's right sleep. when you're going up that hill and it hasn't quite headed. Yeah. I've down. gone five <laughs> hours. I've, done, I've been, <laughs> I know I've been going for a long time and I, I'm not going to make it. I might have to pull over and pass out in the car and just be like, well, babe, I failed. <laughs> and I was just like trying to, you know, trying to stay awake and thinking I'm going to get out and do push-ups on the road, or maybe I'll just sleep for 10 minutes or whatever. And this, and that was right when, as I'm just kind of like, 
trying to slap myself awake, uh, clawing my leg, doing that kind of stuff. This buck just came out and just blam and the adrenaline <laughs> the adrenaline i was like the jerk oh, and like man. it's like there we go god took the side mirror but he gave me that that epi pen yeah. that carried me through the finish line i didn't have any trouble after that it was like i was wide awake like okay i'm in the new day that's i am that's in hilarious the new day and i got home and i flopped on the bed and i passed out and my phone rang i don't even know how, when it rang i could check my my uh records and for some reason i jerked and answered it and it was kirk cameron <laughs> <laughs> shout out kirk and i was like, <laughs> like, I'm like and he's like uh nate i'm like yeah <laughs> he's like sounds like i just woke you up i'm like you did like i did i was like it's a long story like i'm not i don't even <laughs> and he just had some marketing questions and then uh i passed back out and I, I, you know, I, I forgot completely. Was it a dream? We don't know. No, <laughs> I forgot completely about it until like three thirty this afternoon, and then uh, suddenly looked at my phone and was like, "Oh, right, yeah." Here's here was there was that happened that I was giving advice in my semi-conscious state. That's awesome. Um, no, well, <laughs> so the deer, the whole the whole thing, the breakfast burrito, the, it was all a Coen Brothers yeah. movie. That's great. Um, I once choked out a deer that I was trying to. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. You stood on it. You like I stood st on its neck. I right? don't know why. I didn't have another way to kill it, but that was. That's... Well, I was near that and I was really glad this guy was coming too because I was like, oh gosh, I'm going to yeah. kill this very large buck with yeah. my hands or my feet. <laughs> yeah. Not um, long ago, I got a call from my daughter, I think uh, last year around this time, and she was heading to a dance uh, and she was like, um, I hit a buck in my Tahoe and it's really mad at me and it's not dying and it's in a lot of pain. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I had to grab my 45 and, and drive out. And it's like classic Idaho. I'm just on the side of the road, just like putting 45 <laughs> rounds in this thing. That was her first deer. We took pictures. She's in this beautiful dress standing at the back of the truck holding this, this buck. <laughs> And then I, I called a flooring guy who works for us and said, hey, do you want some venison? And he said, always. And so they that's great. They swung by to pick it up and process it. I See. still haven't. Actually, I was supposed to get some sausage from him after that. I didn't. It was a good reminder. But anyway. Chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> venison chorizo. <laughs> the, the point is, to answer this question uh, more succinctly, is that parents have to focus on being co-characters. And what would a, an excellent friend mentor uh side character parent figure do okay so here's here's a question i was going to ask you then do we have great examples of those parents in fiction we have the bad ones there are plenty of terrible parents in yeah. fiction um but i guess i'm wondering what do you think of in peace like a river the dad oh i like him yeah uh, me too but i guess i guess i'm wondering he's not explain a <laughs> <laughs> um he is basically he is uh, he basically he is a great character he's aligned to the priorities that his kids are supposed to be aligned to and yeah. he lives that way and he lives that way with intense and fiery faith yeah and you know it's like the, when he's got a son who's uh who's off he pursues his son with that faith i mean he, he's a he's an example of a great character yeah um but the the key is do we have examples of good secondary characters at all 
It's like just know that okay, you're Gandalf. You're not, you know, you're not you're not the heart. Best best case, you're a protector for your little kid characters. You're around. It's like, are you going to be angry and snappy and kind of be like him? Or are you going to be the one that they know all about the affection and the deep right. loyalty and everything else? Oh, so, man. Yeah. It's so, so tempting to be like, I just wanted to read my book on the yeah, couch. Or, this scene is about me reading my book. Right. Like, no, apparently it's not. This scene is about you having someone throw up on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and then flip the camera around. This scene is about that kid who got sick and puked on their dad's feet. And how did their dad then respond to them and treat them? Um, right. You know, it's like, like write the story about them. Yeah, I mean, and if we, you write the story about them and you're that side character, are you oppression? Are you part of the obstacle? Are you part of the darkness they have to outgrow and overcome? And it's really hard for strong dads, especially because your sons grow, your daughters are your little baby girls. You want, you're, you're going to protect them. So letting things be hard, like it's easy to have everything be too easy and to not uh, let things be hard on your girls. It's easy for that with your boys too. But knowing when to have hardship and how to have hardship, this is why I love sports because it's this artificial, uh, you know, this artificial environment where it's relatively controlled, but there's suffering and there's goals and there's physical pain that you have to learn to ignore. And if you can't do that, how are you ever going to be a mom? If you can't do that, how are you ever going to be a good dad? Yeah. Um, so I, I love sports for that, like for that little incubation of character. Yeah. Uh, to pursue character, to see the envy, to see the frustration, to see all the little temptations come up in a controlled environment where you can address them and, and help your kid through them. Um, but yeah, it's it's easy. We're, we live inside our own eyeballs. And so we live through scenes as if they're about us. And be there for your kids, like really actually be there for your kids as that guy occasionally on camera in their life story. Yeah, it's funny. We know exactly what makes a fun story. It's when something happens. But uh -huh. oftentimes in your own life, yep. you're very disappointed when something happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said, I was just going home. Not a thing happening. And I wanted to go all the way home with nothing happening, but the buck. <laughs> yeah, shabam. <laughs> in a story. And actually, that was just straight up grace because it was that was the caffeine I needed. <laughs> and and <laughs> the rental policy. And pair that with the yeah, fact that I was fully covered. Yeah. I was covered to the hilt and that's had the had part. that conversation. Yeah. If anybody asks what's the difference between comedy and tragedy, that's it. It's the <laughs> but comprehensive if insurance policy or not. <laughs> but if I'd been paying for it, it still would have been funny. <laughs> and it would have just been like, ah, just another layer. Yeah. You know, one more layer. But it is, it is really funny. Because I actually was telling the the rental car guy the story of my ethical concern about the van breaking down in Tobermory in Scotland. Yeah, and I believe I'm sure I've told that that story on yes, the podcast. Yeah, on the but, pod. but the struggle of knowing that I had insured it against my own violence, you know, against this car that I could intentionally wreck it, and I was covered. And that I could have just put salt water in there and seen what happened and probably try to get the float up so that the gauge said that it was had ad blue in it and I could start the engine. But how long would it have run with salt water in there? I don't know. But I was insured against that. Like I could wreck it. I could completely <laughs> and intentionally wreck it. Then yeah. and I was covered. And I had that ethical struggle about do I wreck this car right now? Do I take this risk in order to just do it because I'm covered. And of course I chose the path of righteousness. I didn't actually do that, but 
God provided urea, pig, pig urine, and other ways. Add blue <laughs> diesel exhaust fluid. If, if you don't, if you're deep track soul food, you understand this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're not, just yeah, just hit so the forward go, ten you, seconds. Yeah, you, can go, you can go back, but. The, the I was telling the guy in Seattle as he was like filling everything out. I was telling him, I want that policy. I need that policy. Yeah. That policy's here on this car tonight. And so when I hit that deer, it was yeah. You know, it was like what well, <laughs> well, was super funny about the Yellowstone the Yellowstone accident is I was I had a two year old who desperately had to use the bathroom. <laughs> so right when I got back to the car, I was helping him to do so behind a tree. Nice. And the ranger walks up behind me and I was like, Oh no, I'm in huge trouble. And he's like, you haven't seen it yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he walks me around to the front of the car and the bumpers, you know, gone. <laughs> you're like, we're, we're busy. We're, we're busy with Excuse the pressing concerns of a bladder. I was like, we just hiked to the Ferry Falls and back. I, uh, please don't get me in trouble. This will teach you not to camp, Brian. Yeah, uh, yeah there you go. Hey, but I did see a Martin for the first time, you know, like a huge weasel. It you looks know like a fox. Yeah. What's funny is I actually am badly in need of doing a little bit of research about our own varieties of weasel slash martin slash fisher cats because you have them no we yeah we do here but i've seen two in the mm. last couple of weeks yeah and i'd never seen one you know in a long time right oh uh, well it's like it's funny that this creature they're so fast and so good at climbing like the apex squirrel predator it's yeah. funny to me that there's a creature that's at the top of like like i hunt squirrels <laughs> the squ i get them if they're there i get them you know I hunt squirrels. it was huge too i expected it to be very small but it was like fox-sized so nice. just very low and ran like a, a, a snake sort of were there stripes on his tail at all mm, i like, checked like the video dark on dark you know i think so yep yeah yeah interesting is that a martin I need to, this is what I'm saying. I have to, I have to do a lot of, like, cause I've seen plenty of weasels. Weasels are pretty yeah. easy to tell. Just yeah. like dark snakes with fur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there they yeah. go. And then they're gone. Yeah. And, uh, the Fisher cat, I'm not sure this, this one just was very comfortable in trees. So I, I thought, mean, Fisher cats are just, I think they're just Martins. They're, like, they're like a kind, I think I'm pretty sure they're just a kind of Martin, but I have yet to see a Wolverine. So we'll, yeah. we'll work our way up to that. I've only seen that in season six of Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, yeah, that, I mean, this was all kind of a long meandering way to tell parents to focus on being secondary characters. Yeah. Take them camping. There you Take go. Take them on adventures. Do things that are not designed to make your life easier. Yeah. I forgot the camping chairs. But there are. So yeah, that there was, you go. You know, it rained. Do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> all the bison in were order very to help my away. children grow i have forgotten the camping chairs intentionally it was almost freezing in the tent <laughs> but yeah but how you behave when you have forgotten the camping chairs is, oh, a, is a perfect example like, oh there's some good conviction in this episode you know <laughs> you look back and you think mm. but we talked about it there you go there's your moment to catechize the kids we did we we said hey uh, and i think we were just reading joshua too so there's the aiken really screws yeah. things up <laughs> for his entire family and i said hey look for joshua, everyone for everyone joshua got to go back and attack ai the next day so here we are yeah ready to attack we're AI gonna do better day two do better to tomorrow no more yeah. idols and we did it was great stuff nice yeah yeah but that is it is really all about that it's all about living in those moments that you did not script like the things that are yeah the things that are coming at you that are the events and the conflict yeah. and the you know, the interesting parts of any story. So whenever the interesting parts happen, how how do you behave? 
Right. Don't complain about them. We're fiction people. <laughs> you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> yeah. At least be funny about it. Right. They uh, enjoy it. Revel in it. Find a good breakfast exactly. burrito. There we go. That's great. And that's honestly, it's like, I'll remember as long as my mind works, I'll remember hitting that deer and that breakfast burrito. I'm not going to remember much else about that drive. Now I have another reason to go to Othello. <laughs> it's always, it's yeah, always that sure. spot where you think, can I make it to Ellensboro? Yeah, yeah. Ellensburg. <laughs> Ellensburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or do I have to stop in Othello with all the fruit trucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now you'll be stopping on purpose. Mm -hmm. The Chevron is calling. Yep. There we go. Okay. So the answer to the question is be fantastic side characters. And we can talk more about what that means. But I think there's plenty of great side characters in fiction. So be wonderful. So the answer is there for you. You know it already. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, it's Brian Cole here, wanting to let you know how you can support the Stories Our Soul Food podcast. You can do that by checking out Canon Plus. Head over to mycanonplus.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the SASF podcast. We'll hopefully be seeing you at mycanonplus.com.